Hey, beautiful. Welcome to the People Pleasers Anonymous podcast. It's the podcast for all the good girls, okay? A, the people pleasers, who are tired of living under the weight of expectation and are ready to rise up and break the chains of oppression. Reclaim the divine right to not just exist, but to thrive in a world where a woman's place is wherever the fuck she wants it to be. Hey, I'm your host, Lisa Blackham, a femme empowerment coach and recovering people pleaser who is passionate about helping sensitive and ambitious women to recover from people pleasing so they can unleash their highest potential and start living their true purpose. Now, if you want more tips, tools and ideas on how you too can unleash yourself from the shackles of people pleasing, make sure you're following me over on my socials at Lisa Blackham Coaching. That's L-E-S-A-B-L-A-C-K-H-A-M Coaching. And that you'll find me on Instagram and Facebook. Okie dokie friends, let's dive into today's episode. One of the questions I often get asked is what are the easiest things to start saying no to? Because let's face it, when you start saying no or you want to say no to others, it's highly likely that your no will actually create some resistance or even backlash because this new behavior is not the norm and you will unintentionally ruffle some feathers. So to build your no muscle and start practicing saying no, what I like to do and what I like to recommend to my clients is that you start by saying no to the easy things. I've put those in inverted, you can't see me, but I'm putting those in inverted um, commas. The easy things, things that will have an impact on you rather than impacting anyone else. Now, I don't mean saying no to things that actually light you up and make you feel good because these are absolutely not what I'm referring to. In fact, those are the things that are good for you and you need to be doing more of them. So they would be a resounding heck yes. So please don't say no to things like treating yourself to a long hot bath or taking a walk in the sunshine, maybe watching a movie that you love or getting a massage. If those activities refuel your body, mind and soul, please do more of those. No, what I'm talking about are things that you know are not good for you. Things that leave you feeling sad or annoyed, frustrated or disappointed or angry or whatever it might be. That, you know, uncomfortable feeling. So if something doesn't light you up and it doesn't feel good, it's time to say no to it. Nice little checklist for you. If it doesn't light you up and it doesn't feel good, maybe it's time to let it go. So what I've come up with here is a list of 15 things that you can practice saying no to. I'm going to tell you what that um, activity is that you can say no to and give you a few tips on how you can say no. Remembering these are the easy things, things that are related to you and will make it easier for you to start practicing saying no because I guarantee you'll there will be a ripple effect. If you start saying no to some of these things, it will help you say no to the bigger things. All right. So if you start saying yes to some of these things, then the only person you're actually letting down is yourself. So it's not impacting anyone else. All right. So here we go. Number one, start saying no to perfection because what we can do instead is be imperfect. Please don't waste time on perfection. 
Try to remember that great is good enough. Try and strive for progress, not perfection. And keep um, keep your eye on the ball instead of trying to attain that unattainable perfectionist in you. All right, so here's how you can say no to perfection. You can create tighter deadlines for yourself. So give yourself a, an end time and an end date. Share your work and ideas with trusted others before you think it's complete because I guarantee they will love what you have done and what you've got to say. Um, and make innovation a habit by releasing and publishing things, um, getting them done and out there into the world before they're perfect. Because let's face it, what is perfect anyway? Nothing, nothing. Everything is an experiment and um, we are always learning. And if we don't start putting things out there in the world, then we won't know what is going to work. So start being imperfect. All right. Second thing that you can say no to is procrastination. Stop with the thinking already. Stop overthinking and start doing. And here's how you can say no to procrastination. Find the necessity in the things that you set out to do. That's got to be a good reason for doing things, okay? So make sure there's a why attached to it. If it's really important to you, it's time to get it done. Find something that you love about everything that you do. And my guess is if you don't love it, it's probably not something that you need to be doing. All right. And like I just said, find your why. Your why is your main reason for why you're doing what you're doing. So if you're not sure on why you're doing something, then maybe that's a reason why you're procrastinating. So get super clear. All right. Number three, please start saying no to food without nutrients. Uh, that's a little bit of the um, homemaker in me coming out here. I believe food is fuel. Of course, we need to love what we eat, but if we are all constantly filling our bodies up with um, food that lacks nutrition, nutritional value, then we're going to feel depleted and yuck. So getting the right nutrients in your body always works wonders for your well-being. Your body needs all the beautiful, good nutrients so that it can function optimally. And the idea is to eat better, not less. So here's how you can say no to food without nutrients. And just a side note, nutrients are those tiny little building blocks that we need for life, like carbohydrates, like fats, like um, protein, like vitamins and minerals. Our body needs those nutrients to be able to run effectively and efficiently. So without them, we end up feeling dull and lifeless and um, we can't sleep and all sorts of reasons, all sorts of things happen when we don't eat good food. So here's how you can pay, uh, say no to food without nutrients. Start paying attention to your body and how it runs on different foods and the amount of food that you eat because sometimes too much of a good thing is not always a good thing. So start paying attention to how your body feels when you eat certain foods. Like I said before, remember, food is fuel for the body. And look, you wouldn't put um, diesel in a petrol-operated car, would you? It just wouldn't run well. So don't put stuff like that into your body. Don't buy junk food. Just don't buy it. Say no to it. 
and don't have it at home. Leave it, leave it at the shops. Leave it at the fast food stores. Just don't bring it home. Start cooking your own meals with high quality, local, fresh ingredients as much as possible. Like I know life gets busy and life is hectic, but if you plan ahead, shop in bulk, you can get plenty of good food, get it made up, have it in the fridge freezer ready to go. And please give your body a bit of a break to detox and regenerate um, by regularly refraining from eating from some foods for a period of time. Like try and go without sugar for a week. Try and not have caffeine for a week. Try and not eat highly processed food for a week. See what happens. I challenge you. There's a little challenge for you. All right, number four. Say no to not sleeping well and not getting enough sleep because sleep is golden and your body needs that time to work to work hard to regenerate your cells, to detoxify the body and the mind and to reset your emotions. It's a time of healing. It's where our body gets, gets the opportunity to um, uh, rejuvenate and replenish itself. So you need your beauty sleep. And that's all I'm going to say about that. You need your sleep. No exceptions. It's not actually an option. <laughs> we cannot function without good sleep. So here's how to say no to screwing with your sleep. Pay attention to your physiological self. That is your physical self. What makes you feel good? What makes you feel bad or anxious? And everything in between. Because you'll sleep better once you understand what makes you feel good and what doesn't. Stop drinking caffeine at least a few hours before bedtime because caffeine and other stimulants really do mess with your uh, circadian rhythm and keep you up at night. Make sure if you are on any electronic devices that you put them into night mode at least two hours before bed or even better still, get off of your devices at least two hours before bed because the blue light on our devices really messes with your natural sleep rhythm. And try not to go to bed um, with too much alcohol in your system. Although you'll sleep far, go to sleep faster, your actual sleep quality will suffer. So, I mean, I can talk, I've got a whole other episode on how to get a better night's sleep. So if you'd like to tip back into that or head back over and listen to that episode, there's a whole bunch of uh, more tips and ideas on how to get a better night's sleep. So tip number four here is to say no to not sleeping well. Look, our bodies just need it. It really is so, so important. It's something that we think that we can get away with not doing, but truly it come it catches up with you and bites you on the ass. All right, number five. This is a big one for us people pleaser women. Please start saying no to talking shit about yourself. That is the mean girl voice in your head. Please, please, please start talking to yourself in a whole much uh, in a much nicer, kinder, more compassionate way. Try and be positive and not seek out that self-loathing and trying to improve yourself all the time. Try not to spiral into those coulda, woulda, shoulda sort of self-loathing kind of self-talk. Um, get yourself on a higher ground. Put yourself on a pedestal. Talk to yourself as you would a beautiful friend or um, a young child. 
Um, really start being kinder to yourself. Be attentive to the way you talk to yourself, especially your tone. You know, um, your your body, your mind, your heart and your soul are listening to every word that you say about yourself. So start talking to yourself a bit nicer. Say no to that mean girl conversation in your head and be intentional and supportive with your words that you say to yourself about yourself, try and break that habit, break that harmful habit of self-criticism and self-judgment. It's really not helpful. I mean, how does it make you feel when you tell yourself off? I know it makes me feel like shit. So, you know, if it makes me feel like shit, I'm sure it makes you feel like shit. And honestly, when you start talking to yourself in a kinder tone, you will start feeling better about yourself. All right, number six has two parts to it because they're kind of related. So I want you to start saying no to reading material that doesn't enhance your life. Things like the newspaper, it's full of bad news. It's full of negativity. It's full of fear. Why would you put that? Why would you read that and worry about all the stuff that's going on? We, we hear enough. We get tidbits of information from all different places. There's no need for you to immerse yourself in the written material. Same goes for books. Like if a book's not resonating with you and you're just not into it, it's okay to not finish it. You don't have to finish every book that you start. So here's how you can start has, here's how you can say no to reading those books that we could deem bad. If within the first half of the book or even in the first couple of chapters, if you haven't got any value out of it, then skip the rest. Just put it aside. You don't have to read it. And if the book can't hook you in within an hour of reading, chances are it will never get you hooked. So ditch it. It's okay. Just because you bought a book doesn't mean you have to read it. And the other part that I said, this goes, this goes with um, what you're consuming reading-wise. Same with social media or TV or Netflix. Like, it's there. I get it. It's a necessary evil sometimes. Um, and it's, we're constantly delving into it all day, every day. But you don't have to let it consume you especially if it's taking up valuable time and energy. So here's how you can say no to media, particularly say social media and or, you know, vaguing out on, um, vegging out on Netflix or TV. Be self-aware, aware of what you are consuming. If you're reading something or watching something and it's making you feel bad about yourself, why do you keep reading it or watching it? Ditch it. You can uninstall your apps from your phone when um, you want to have a little bit more control over what you're doing. I know come the weekend, I don't want to be on social media all the time. I want to have a bit of a break from it. So uninstall Facebook and Instagram. You can always put it back on. It's not gone forever. It's just not there um, easy for me to access. And schedule in time, like a block of time where it's okay for you to use your social media. So you might, you know, might like at the end of your day, just a half an hour of time where you just sit and actually, you know, veg out and scroll. That's okay. But put a time limit on it. Don't sit there for two, three hours. All right. Say no to social media. Number seven, say no to comparing yourself to other people. Please don't waste your time comparing things that are just incomparable. 
We are all different and we are all meant to be different. And in fact, what you see on the social media and um, in the media are just highlight reels of people's life. You do not get to see the full spectrum of what is going on on in their life. So you might be comparing your beginning with their, you know, five years. They've been going at something for five years and so they're much more qualified or um, further ahead than you. So please don't compare yourself to anyone else. It's just not possible to be in that comparison mode. So here's how you can say no. Recognize those differences between yourself and others. That we're meant to be different. Our world expects, no, that's not the right word. Our world does not expect us to be different. They want us to all be the same. But our world is more effective and efficient if we are different and we utilize and embrace our differences. So keep an open mind. View everything with uh, an eye of discernment. Ask yourself, is this real? Is this true? Is this a true representation? Notice when you're in comparison mode. Observe the facts. I mean, truly, what are facts? Let's be real. Everything is someone's perception and an interpretation. And start to focus on your passions, your goals, and what you need for self-improvement rather than obsessing about what everybody else is doing because we are all different and unique and we want to embrace our uniqueness. Number eight, I would love you to start practicing saying no to excuses. Uh Uh-huh, yes. Ask yourself why you are actually making an excuse. Please be honest with yourself and you'll actually find the real reason because there's generally, genuinely, (laughs) generally, um, there's generally something going on deeper as to why you're making an excuse. It could be a fear. It could be this comparison artist we were just talking about. There could be perfection or procrastination going on. So what is it you are avoiding? And start saying no to those excuses. Start replacing I can't and asking yourself how can I? It will increase your confidence. So increase your confidence by owning your decisions. Like just go for it. Just, I mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? Ask yourself that. What's the worst thing that could happen here? And if the worst thing is that you just don't do the thing that you think you're going to do, then that's okay. Accept those challenges because they will help you overcome your fears and view failure as a challenge to learn something new about yourself or the situation. It's like we're worried about failure, so we rather than failing, we just don't do the thing. But in actual fact, if we do the thing that we are making excuses about, well, we're going to learn something, aren't we? We're going to learn something regardless. We're either going to learn we love it or we hate it or we could do it differently, right? All right, number nine, please say no to gossip. This is a good one. This is a good one that's easy to practice. Um, gossip, look, it's as old as the hills, but it's actually bad form. Gossipers and people who gossip, look, they were just time wasters. And it's a real positive energy destroyer. Those people who are gossips are actually looking to distract themselves from themselves. They're projecting onto other people. It's actually a really low form of human behavior. And I know we get caught up into it because as people pleasers, we don't want to let anybody down. We want to be agreeable and amenable. But here's how you can say no to gossip. 
Just spend more time with positive people. Spend more time with productive people. Notice it. Notice the gossip and make it clear that you don't want to be a part of it. Even by changing the discussion to something that's more positive and productive, like a bit of a, you know, um, change the topic, change the subject, get onto a new topic. Say no to gossip. Okay, number 10, say no to responding to non-urgent messages in a hurry. Like I have my phone on silent all day, every day. It's a great way for me to not be interrupted. So it avoids unnecessary interruptions, but it also gives people the opportunity to leave me a message if it's important and I can get back to them when I actually have time. I actually allocate time to respond to my messages. So as much as possible, set a time of time. Set aside time to answer those messages rather than feeling that you urgently and uh, immediately need to respond because you just don't. You really don't. That is a, um, an expectation that our, uh, our world has created for us. You know, we, we're on demand with social media and everything is as close as a ping. So you just don't have to respond to messages immediately. You respond when you have time. Okay, so here's how you can respond to messages or say no to responding to messages in a hurry. Block out time during your day to reply to those messages. Turn off non-important notifications on your phone and close those screens um, when you're working on other projects or you've got other things that you're focused on because they don't need to be open, especially if it's your inbox, like Close down your social media and your inbox and those things. You can come back to them later. And that will help you to be present in life rather than constantly checking your devices. All right, we've got a few more here because I did say I had 15, but I realized that I am taking up a bit of your time. So I'm going to wrap them up really quickly. 11 is saying no to things that you could actually delegate to someone else. Get super clear on what your superpowers are and what your strengths are and then you can delegate all the stuff that's not the highest and best use of your time. This is something that I've started practicing a lot lately. I am getting super clear on what is important to me and what I'm good at and I'm giving away all those tasks that just take me forever. So recognize what's not the highest and best use of your time, then delegate it to someone who can do it way better and way faster because if you think about this if your time is worth say a thousand dollars an hour why would you waste it doing things that zap your time and sanity i know it's just not worth it right all right um Next one is to say no to unhelpful routines. Oh my gosh, how often do we get stuck in non-productive routines that actually don't benefit benefit your life? Time to do a little bit of a routine check on what routine, a routine check to see what is serving you and what's not. So identify those that don't enhance your life. If they're no longer enhancing your life, it's time to ditch them. Spend time in the morning actually honing in and improving those habits that are beneficial to you. Choose good routines like exercise and eating well when you're alone rather than the ones that are not so helpful. And to help you do that, find an accountability partner, someone who can keep you in check and on task. All right, 
Last thing is to say no to clutter. All right, clutter creates clutter in our clutter in our space, clutter in our mind, overwhelming just doesn't help us to achieve what we need to achieve. So have a clean workspace, physically and mentally. Clean your environment and it will support having a clear and clear, clear, clear mind. So make a habit of um, tidying up at the start of the day, even if it's just making your bed and, you know, putting, your thing, putting things in order um, in your kitchen or your living room or whatever it might be. And learn to let go of the things that don't enhance your life. So say goodbye to them and get rid of them. Get rid of them. You know, if we've got too much clutter around, it just feels overwhelming. So these are a few things that you can um, say no to. These are easy things because they basically only impact you. They don't really have an impact on anybody else. All right? Which means... Um, we're not going to upset anybody by saying no. We're not going to make anybody else feel uncomfortable when we say no. And, oh, my God, I have just got so many other ideas that I could share with you, but I don't want to overwhelm you with them. Hopefully, this little list will help you to get started. And once you're started, it will actually have a bit of a ripple effect because once you start saying no to some of the things that I've mentioned, it will actually open the door to all the other possibilities of what else you can say no to. And remember, learning to say no is a skill. So you do need to practice it to be able to master it. And saying no to the right things now will help you to start saying no, or start saying, sorry, saying no to the right things now will actually help you to start saying yes to having a clearer mind and a happier life and be help you be surrounded by more love and light. Because I know you can do this. When you start saying no to things that don't serve you, by default, you're already starting to take better care of yourself by creating time, space and energy to be able to say yes to the things that do serve you. How does that sound? We got a few ideas here that we can use. All right. If you've just listened and taken on board some of that, but you're like, oh my goodness, I still really don't have any idea how to do this, how to implement saying no more often, and you would really love some extra support, then I would love you to come and work with me in my VIP intensive coaching program. It's a two-week experience. That's right, just 14 days, 14 days. And it's designed specifically to help you to get out of your funk really fast, to help you flip the switch and get you back on track to be able to say no to the things that don't serve you and yes to the things that light you up. We'll do this in 14 days. The idea is it is that I will meet you where you're at and provide you with the right support that you need to make a shift. Over the 14 days, we take a transformational journey together where we reassess and redefine your goals and your dreams. We shake up any limiting beliefs and behaviors that are actually stopping you from achieving your goals. And then we create an action plan to help you move forward. It's a power-packed, transformational, intense, yes, coaching experience intense. It's a big word I know, but I don't want you to be frightened by that because the real intensity of it is we get it done and dusted in just 14 days. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be simple. 
And if you would love to be involved, you would like to test out my coaching um, for a fraction of the price of what my six-month coaching program is, then I'd love you to join me by clicking the new link that's in my bio for the brand new intensive, VIP intensive. All right. And if you've got any questions or you want a bit more clarity about the VIP intensive, um, please go ahead and um, book yourself in for a clarity call. Um, That link is also in my bio and I can share with you my bio on Instagram, I should say, but I'll also leave the link here in the show notes for a clarity call. If you want to just chat more about whether the VIP intensive is right for you, or you just want to ask me some questions about what to do from here on in. So clarity call and VIP intensive links will be in the show notes for you. And that's it, my friends. I look forward to seeing you again soon. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the People Pleasers Anonymous podcast. I hope you've enjoyed the show and have been able to take away at least one tangible tip that you can apply to your life right away. But as always, I am curious. I would love to hear your thoughts on what resonated for you today. And if you have any questions or suggestions about today's topic, head over to my socials and leave me a comment. I'll leave my contact details in the show notes for you. Now, if you are really serious about recovering from people-pleasing, please drop me a line. I offer a free half-hour clarity call to help us decide if we make a good fit to work together and I'd be glad to set one up for you. Now, don't forget, if you've been enjoying the podcast, please leave a rating and review it on your favourite podcast app. Tag me at Lisa Blackham Coaching in your Instagram stories and share away, share this episode with anyone and everyone in your community who you think would benefit. Thanks for listening today and stay tuned for the next episode of the People Pleases Anonymous podcast with yours truly, Lisa Blackham.